Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, The Good News, His Story, His Prerogatives, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on September 9th, 2019. Uh, We're going to be in chapter 4 again. I know Jeff kind of brought us through the parables last week. We're going to wrap up the last few verses this morning. We're going to look at uh, chapter 4, verses 35 through 41, which is a very familiar story to many Christians, to many believers, um, to those that have read the Bible over over the years. A very familiar story. But what I'd like to do before we get into the context of our our passage this morning is I want to start off by just asking um, a very, very simple, serious question. No jokes, just just very serious here for a moment. When you came this morning, when you think about your week this last week, when you think about how you live your life, are you afraid? Do do you live from a a place of, of maybe fear? And I asked that question this morning because if you think about our culture today, you think about everything that's going on in the world around us, the storms are really raging. You know, there's threats of war, there's threats of famine, there's threats of everything that the Bible tells us there's going to be a threat of. You know, in our, in our culture today, sadly enough, um, most everybody, and I don't have the statistics, but I know it's very prevalent because um, I've dealt with it. I, I know that most of my friends around me have dealt with it. I know most of you have dealt with this. And it's the dynamic of anxiety, the, the, the dynamic of fear, because anxiety is rooted in fear. And even when we go through those moments where we feel anxious, we don't always realize that there's something underlying I don't know if, if, if you guys have ever experienced this. I'm assuming that some of you have, maybe most of you, if not all of you, have ever experienced an anxiety attack. Well, I, I wanted to be able to kind of explain that to you this morning, but I really can't. Only because it's, it's something that happens in the moments when you don't expect it to happen. And usually in a season of life where there's something going on all around you. Maybe the storms of life are around you. Maybe there's some hard, tough moments. Maybe there's some challenges in front of you. And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, you, you get this feeling. And the feeling is kind of hard to explain unless you've experienced it. But it's this feeling, a literal feeling... And then from there, everything just kind of goes south. Fear sets in. um, You get tingly. And then from there, more fear sets in. You know, I know I've shared my story with you guys for over over the years. um, But to add a little bit more to this, when, when I dealt with anxiety, when I dealt with this fear in my life, my fear personally was that I was gonna have a heart attack. You know, my dad had just died of a heart attack. And because of that, I think that was at the forefront of my mind. That was what I was focused on, even though I didn't think I was focusing in on that. I was still trying to live my life. I was newly married. You know, we were starting a life together and trying to figure out all that comes with that. And for whatever reason, in those moments, I had this fear that caused this anxiety that truly was pretty darn debilitating for me personally. 
It created some tension in, in my marriage. It created some tension in the workplace because there was moments when I would experience an anxiety attack and, and I'd have to kind of run to somebody, you know, and let them know because I thought I was going to fall over right there in the middle of the store. Um, I was in retail, so I was in an environment where there were a lot of people around me. And sometimes that got me, you know, because there was just a lot going on, a lot happening. But the dynamic of fear is something that, that really is, is real prevalent in our culture today. And, and fear, it really is. It's this powerful emotion. And I think that, that we all deal with it. We deal with the fear of loss, the fear of the unknown, the fear of pain, the fear of death, the fear of a hostile world. See, fear can either motivate us or move us to isolate. See, and for me, um, it, it moved me to a place of, of isolation. See, it didn't really motivate me. It didn't move me to go out and conquer and to overcome. It moved me to a place of isolation. See, when the storms of life come and we're in the middle of them, the emotion that seems to be the strongest is just simply that, fear. Why, why do you think that is? Why do we get so fearful in the toughest moments? Well, I want to offer us a thought this morning. Maybe, maybe it's just simply because, because we've lost sight of, of who's in control. You know, in the moments that, that I experienced my anxiety, I had a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, I, I was a newer believer in the sense that I had just fully committed my life and I began to serve him in kind of all-in kind of mindset. And so Jesus was there and he was part of my life, but I think I had lost sight of who he was and who was in control. See, what I mean by this is that that we don't have to be afraid. When we have Jesus, we don't have to be afraid because if we believe what we say we believe, which is the gospel message that, that God created the heavens and the earth, that he created all things, that God's in control, God has the power, and he holds us in his hands, that he's in control, he's the authority. If we truly believe what we say we believe, then we truly don't have to be afraid. Do you agree with that? See, because the gospel message, it teaches us that Jesus came and he died on a cross so that you, cannot, you and I can have eternal life. See, death is in front of us, but we don't have to be afraid of it. Loss is in front of us. Hurt, pain, and destruction in the storm is all around us, but we don't have to be afraid of it. See, we don't have to live in fear. And I know that might be such a simple statement, but the truth is, is, is if we focus in on who controls the storm, it'll help us to understand more and more about who he truly is. Listen to what the Bible says about this in 1 Chronicles 29, 11. The writer here says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power. Circle greatness, the power, and the glory, and the victory, and the majesty. Look at the descriptive that the writer uses here for our God. He says, for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. See, in the darkest of storms, in the toughest of moments, there is always hope when you have Jesus. See, it's his story. It's the gospel message. It's what reminds us of who is in control. So again, I want to ask you, are you afraid? 
Are you living in fear? Fear of loss? Fear of sickness? Fear of death? Fear of you fill in the blank? Well, today, as we read our passage, my hope is that we would come together as a church, as a body of Christ, as brothers and sisters in faith, and that we would ask God to remove any type of fear that holds us back. And that as we gain a greater understanding of who Jesus is, that we would grow in our faith and we would truly come to a place where we can live this life fearlessly. Let's pray together. Father, we come into your presence in the holy, precious name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we, we want to live without fear, but, but fear comes and, and life comes and things happen in our life. And, and because of our humanity, because of our weakness, because of our flesh, Father, we, we fall and we fail and we stumble. And Father, at times we even break. But Father, we know that in your hands and in your love and in your truth that we can be restored, Father, that we can be lifted up Father, that we can find a place in your love where there is no fear. No fear of death, no fear of loss, no fear of anything. But it's only found in your loving arms, in a deep, personal, intimate relationship with you. And so, Father, this morning as we read this passage, as you speak to us this morning, our prayer is just that, is that that you would help us to better understand who you are. Your greatness, your glory, your strength, your power, all that you are is the God that created us, that formed us, that brought us here this morning. And Father, and because of that, we would live without fear. We would live in a way that would glorify you, putting our trust in you and believing in everything that you tell us here. Lord, we love you and we look to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, in the Gospel of Mark Verses 35 through 41, it says, On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with him in the boat, just as he was. And the other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were, they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who is this then that even the wind and the sea obey him? See, in this passage, there's, there's a whole lot to learn about Jesus. We see the, the power of Jesus and he, he quiets the storm. And in doing so, he shows us a few things about who he is and how we can apply this to our own lives. And the first thing that we can see here is that we don't have to fear what God controls. Look again at verses 37 and 38. It says, this great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking into the sea, into the boat, so that the boat was filling with water. And he said to, and, and it says that he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? I want to ask you, have you ever said that to God when you're in a tough, in the midst of a storm? Have you ever cried out to God? You know, the, the greatest picture of a, of, a, of a believer's life, 
an authentic believer in the, the dynamic of how we approach God and how we understand we can approach God is when you read in the Psalms. Because in the Psalms, you, you read these moments when, when, when this, this guy just kind of cries out to God and says, Oh God, have you forsaken me? Have you fallen away from me? Have you turned your back on me? Where are you, my God? And then all of a sudden you see God's response. And you see God work in that person's life. And I think in this moment, we see the disciples just being real and authentic with God. And they just simply say, do you not care? Do you not understand what we're going through right now? Do you not see the storm all around me? I want you to know this morning that, that if you've ever thought that, if you ever begin to think that, if you ever question that with Jesus, I want you to know that that's okay. That's okay to do that. I think God wants us to, and I think he wants us to question. He wants us to go to him because he wants us to turn our focus to him. See, because what we see here in this passage is these disciples, their focus was not on Jesus. It was on the storm. They talked to Jesus, but their, their focus wasn't on Jesus. It was on the storm. They were focused on so much on, on what was going on around them, and they just couldn't understand why all this was happening. They were just, you know, everything was going well, and we we're on the boat, and we we're going to hang out with Jesus, and we we're going to hear him preach a great message. He had just finished telling us all these great parables, and we gained all this great understanding, and now we're in this boat, and now there's this storm, and what in the world is going on? Jesus, do you not care? Yes, he does. Yes, he does care. See, I think that's our issue. I think too often, more than not, when the storm comes, we don't look to the one who controls the storm. See, we can get so focused on what's going on around us that we get fearful. We're afraid of what's happening and immediately we forget who we belong to. Who controls the storm? Who controls all things? Right? He created the heavens and the earth. All the seas, all the animals, everything in it. And then he creates mankind. You and I. See, we don't have to fear what God controls. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says this. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God is speaking to you and I through this passage. This morning, whatever you've dealt with, whatever you're dealing, whatever you're going to deal with, God wants you to know that you do not have to fear because he is always with you. We may run from God, but God never runs from us. See, God will pursue us constantly. He wants you to know that he will hold you in the midst of your troubles. He wants you to know that you don't have to live in fear. That he will hold you. He will strengthen you. Do you know that, that these passages are a reflection of the gospel message? See, what we're hearing right now is, is part of the good news of Jesus Christ. See, I want you to think back to, to the Old Testament when, when you think about all the stories that transpired and you get to, to Moses and the people of Israel and, and all the problems and all the bondage that they're facing and all the things that they are going through, all the troubles. Where, where was their hope? 
Well, their hope was in the coming Messiah. See, they were, they were hopeful because they knew that one day God would send someone to restore them, to redeem them, to save them. They knew that God was always with them. See, and that day came when Jesus came and he died on a cross for you and I. See, that's the gospel message that God will never leave us alone. He'll never give up on us. He says, I will give you strength. I will lift you up with my right hand. I will always be with you. See, just that statement and that understanding should bring a smile to our face. It should help us to realize who this Jesus is and what he came to do. See, the God that created all things cares about you and he doesn't want you to perish. See, and what God tells us here is that he has victory over all. He has control over all. It's his prerogative. It's his authority that's, that only he has. See, and this good news is, is why you and I can live fearlessly in spite of the storm. Look at it in our passage in verses 39 and 40. It says, And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? So I think right here in this moment, Jesus hits us right at the core of our beliefs, right at the core of our faith. He says, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? In other words, do you not believe in, in who I am and who sent me? All the things that I've shown you so far and all the things that I've told you, do you not believe me? Are you still not sure? See, we have to look at the power that was being displayed in this moment. See, the God of the universe, Jesus Christ, the one that created, the one that was here before all of us were here, in this moment, he calms the storm. Do you see the power that is being displayed by the Savior of the world? I mean, literally, he calms the storm. Can you imagine if we were in the midst of that and Jesus was there all around us and, and all this was going on and these waves are crashing? And I, I don't know about you guys, but on a side note, that's my fear factor is being out on the ocean and a storm come in and I die. <laughs> I don't go on the ocean. I did one time and that was it. No, I may go again, maybe. After this message, I guess I have to, right? <laughs> Can't live in fear, all right? But really, if you think about how vast the ocean is, the water, and this guy, he just, he stops the storm right in front of them. See, we don't have to fear even when we're in the midst of a storm because Jesus is always with us. We don't have to be afraid. See, Jesus is trying to help us have this confidence, this understanding that no matter what we go through, no matter what we face, he is in control. And if we know this to be true, we simply just have to have faith. We just have to trust in him and know that he'll take care of it. He'll be there with us. He won't leave us. We may go through the storm, but he'll never leave us as we go through it. Philippians 4, verses 16 and 7, 17, excuse me, say, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And listen to this part. 
It says, and the peace of God. Did you catch that? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do you see it? Do you understand what Jesus is doing in this moment? In this moment? See, it's his prerogative, his exclusive right, power, and privilege to show us that he controls it all. That's the picture he's painting here for us as we read this passage. He has power over the storm. He has power over sickness. He has power over sin. And he has power over death. And because we know this to be true, we can live fearlessly in spite of the storm. And we just put our faith in Jesus. Trust him in those moments. Turn to him. Look to him. Don't focus on the storm. Focus on who he is and what he's going to do and what he wants to accomplish. Get to know him and you'll soon see this power revealed in your own life. See, when you and I gain a, a greater understanding of who Jesus really is, then we'll do the third thing here is that we'll live in awe of the God who controls everything. You know, have you ever met someone, before we read this, this couple of verses, but have you ever met someone that is just, just so like in awe of God? You know, everything is God this, God that, and praise this. And then when you talk to them, you know, they kind of annoy you because then they can quote all these passages, you know, and they're like, well, I didn't remember that, darn it. And I'm a pastor. Okay, whatever, <laughs> you know. Have you ever met someone like that? Why, why do you think they're like that? Do you think it's because they've never had a storm in their life? Because they've never dealt with anything in their life? Well, I tell you what, if you get to know a person like that, Usually most of the time, I can't say every time because I can't say that, but, but every time or most of the time that I've met someone like that, usually they're like that. They're so in awe of God because of the storms that they've been through. And not, not just because of the storm, but what's transpired through the storm. What they've seen God do in their lives and through their lives in the midst of the storms of their lives. And I tell you, I, I tell my story to people and, and, and people are kind of in shock with some of the things that I've experienced through my life and some of them I haven't even shared with, with most people. But I tell you, there's a lot of people out there that only wish that they had our storms. Because I tell you, people have been through some tough things, some tough moments. See, you and I, because who Jesus is, we can live in awe of the God who controls everything. Listen to what it says here in verse 41. It says, and they were filled with great fear. I want, I want to stop right there on those two words because I want us to truly understand the, what the meaning here is with that. See, it says they were, in, they, were in, they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? See, this doesn't mean that they lived in fear like we live in fear or like the world promotes fear. But this means that they lived with this awe, this reverent dynamic of fear that is an understanding of how great, how amazing, how powerful this wonderful God is. And they had to ask themselves a question. They said, who then is this man that could even calm the storm? Have you ever had that moment in your life as you go through this tough moment and, and for whatever reason, because you point your eyes to Jesus and, and Jesus kind of helps you through that storm, 
And you ask yourself the question, who then is this God that can give me this kind of a peace, that can help me in this tough of a moment? See, usually you'll walk away from there with this awe of God. See, God has done all of this stuff. He's revealed his story. He's shown us these things. He's given us this, this passage, this word, the Bible, so that we would be in awe of who he is, that we would have this reverent fear knowing that this man controls all things. The God of the heavens, the God of the universe, he wants us to know that he loves us, but he also controls all things, and we don't have to be afraid See, we see here that Jesus just rocked the disciples' world. There was life change from there. He created an awe moment for them, and he rocked them to their core. And they were filled with a reverent fear of God, so much so that they asked a very profound question. I think a question that, that you and I should ask every single day of our lives. Who then is this? See, I say that because if we ask that question, who this Jesus is, then maybe, just maybe we'll discover who he is. Maybe, just then maybe we'll, we'll want to open up God's word and, and spend time on our knees and spend time praying and having a conversation, having dialogue with, with him. Now, I jokingly tell the other pastors in our church, I said, when you're ready to, to preparing for a sermon, there's three things that have to happen. One is that, that you, have to, you have to spend a lot of time with Jesus. Two, you have to straighten the chairs. <laughs> if you've been here for a little while, you'll get that joke. If you don't, then ask some of the others that have been here for a while. You have to straighten the chairs. And three, you have to spend a lot of time with Jesus. See, if we want to be in awe of God, we've got to spend time with him. We've got to get to know him. I, I guarantee you, I can make this promise just because I know who this God is and who I believe in. If, if you do that, if you spend time with him, you open up and you read his word and you discover who he is and you spend time with him, I promise you, you will be in awe of who he is. Because I tell you, he's an amazing God. And he'll rock your world. He'll change it to the core. He'll show you some things that you thought you'd never, ever begin to understand. He'll reveal to you himself in a way that just shows you just how amazing he truly is. Deuteronomy 7 verse 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Did you hear that? He's a faithful God who keeps covenants, his promises and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. And then again in Deuteronomy 32.4, it says, The rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are justice, a good and faith, a God, excuse me, a God of faithfulness and without iniquity, just and upright is he. See, the gospel story is all about God's love for you and I. It's his prerogative and it's his desire that we would not be fearful in this life. Instead, he wants you and I to simply have faith, to trust in him, to believe in him, to live a fearless life. And not because we're great or because we're strong, because we have it all figured out, but because God does. Because God is great. 
because God is strong and God does have it all figured out. We just have to trust that. We just have to believe in that. Live in the awe of the God who controls everything. Well, I want to close with this passage from Psalm 27.1. And I would encourage you to, to memorize this passage. Write it down, circle it, highlight it, put it in your Bible, especially for those moments when you face something tough in your life. Psalm 27.1 simply says this. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold of my is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Whom shall I fear? And of whom shall be I be afraid? Because the Lord my God is my salvation. He is my rock. He is my fortress. He is my everything. And I know who He is. I know His power. Don't be afraid. Don't live in fear. Live in his presence and rest in his arms. God is in control and he is the only one that can help us through the storm. So don't be afraid. Don't be anxious about life. Well, I make that statement knowing that it's not as simple as that. It took me a a long time in my own life to get over that anxiety. It took me many years to do that. But I tell you, what, 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 what was the difference for me And I just encourage you to to kind of set out on that course if you deal with anxiety or fear on a consistent basis. But what did it for me was just simply getting into the presence of God and saying, God, I'm tired of being fearful. I I don't want to live in fear anymore. And God, will will you take this from me? Will you give me a spirit of peace, trusting and knowing that you're faithful? Whether I die today or I die tomorrow, that you're always with me. And I, from that moment on, God, God released me from that fear. He, he, he took that fear from my life. And I, I believe he'll do the same for you. See, because there is no fear in love. The Bible teaches us that. And God is love. And God wants you to experience his love this morning. Let's pray together. Father God, we come into your presence and we thank you so much for your love. Truly, that's what the gospel message is all about, is is your love for each and every one of us, Father, for your creation. Father, I believe because of what your Bible says, what your word says, Father, that you love every person that you've created, every person that you will create. Father, that includes me, and that includes every person in this room. And Father, because of that love, not a single one of us have to live in fear. Father, that fear is conquered through your son on the cross. See, because Jesus, he conquered death. He overcame. And he reminded us that in this life we'll face many trials, many troubles. But he came to show us that he's overcome all of those trials, all of those struggles. And in him, we have victory. We can live fearlessly. Father, so thank you so much this morning. I want to pray this morning for those that that do deal with anxiety, that do deal with this this fear and this struggle because it's such a complex thing. It's It's an emotion that is so hard for us to understand. Father, unless we go through it, we truly don't really know what it means or how it how it feels. But Father, I know that you are faithful. I know that you love us. I know that you want to hold us and keep us. Father, it's just up to us to to come to you, to turn our focus from the storm, to turn our focus to you.
to put our eyes on Jesus and to trust and believe. And so I pray that this morning for those that are dealing with the storms of life, those that are wrestling through these tough moments, those that are, are living in fear, Father, that they would turn from that fear, Father, and they would turn to you. They would trust in you, that they would put their faith in you, knowing and trusting and believing that you can overcome, that you'll give them the power to overcome. Father, I thank you so much for this morning. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your grace. Father, we come before you and we sing these last couple of songs. We sing them with praise and thanksgiving. Father, trusting and believing, knowing that you are faithful. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. And we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ committed to live by faith to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.